what I've realized too in fatherhood is no matter how tired I am, no matter, there's always more. Mm. There's always more. The most memorable, special, and life-changing day of my life, without a shadow of a doubt, was when our boy Luca was born. And there just isn't time to put up with my own bullshit. And so if we have a disagreement, there's also a level of like, we're going to be okay. Yeah. So let's work through this as best we can with the tools we have. But there, there's like a level for me through the marriage and through him. I'm like, no, we're, we're solid. Yeah. And I've never felt that before. Mm. Now there's so much more of an awareness of when I engage in that, what's the energy behind it? Mm -hmm. You should be able to communicate everything that you want to say in 12 words or less. Anything more than that is either mental masturbation Mm -hmm. or is the story. My purpose is to serve men, Mm -hmm. to be a papa, Mm -hmm. and to be a fucking good husband. Mike Slemmy, welcome to the show, brother. Thank you, brother. Thank you, thank you, thank you. Super excited to see you, see Victoria, and uh, impromptu visit. So I always appreciate you welcoming me with open arms, my man. Always, man. Always. Pleasure to see you. Pleasure to have you. Uh, last time I saw you was uh, was, was pre fatherhood. Could you say? Is there a word for that? <laughs> pre papahood. Pre papahood. <laughs> it was, wasn't it? Yeah, yeah. It had to have been. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, yeah. So it's been about a year and a half? No, yeah. a year. Uh, I mean, our boy's 10 months. So okay. It had to have been, yeah, well over a year. Yeah. I imagine, yeah. Amazing, brother. <laughs> Talk to me about, uh, let's just dive right in. Talk to me about, um, it's obviously very present to me as you're sitting here <laughs> in our home, in, in my office here. We're about to give birth any day. Well, Victoria is. Um, and you just went through this 10 months ago. Um, talk to me about what has shifted and changed for you between Mike Salemi 11 months ago and Mike Salemi now. Oh man. So I think or even just the, the timeline of around 11 months ago, I wasn't married. Mm. So like I'm married, I have a son and I mean just those two things, just one of those things, fucking life changing. Mm-hmm. So, um, there's aspects that are the same and there are so many more aspects that are different. Um, man, this is a big one. <laughs> <laughs> right in. Right, right in. Well, I was telling I was telling you outside when we were hanging out, like, I mean, hands down. Like, the wedding, you know, it was very small. At some point, we'll do a celebration. And hands down, the most memorable, special, and life-changing day of my life without a shadow of a doubt was when our boy Luca was born Mm. and there's so much there but as I was sharing with you it's actually hilarious because uh and this this thought we'll see what happens right but (laughs) when when he was born the evening that he was born we actually had a friend over Justin Mm. and so he was in the kitchen looking at this beautiful Alex Gray painting that uh we were gifted and it's called the I forget, I think it's called the Holy Family. Mm-hmm. And it's this beautiful uh, man, woman, and then this child with his with the right finger pointed up. And so our homie Justin was with Lauren. And then all of a sudden, <laughs> I'm in the garage cleaning. He opens the door. He's like, Mike, it's time. It's go time. And I'm like, oh, shit. I'll see you later, Justin. <laughs> Let's go. And from that moment, it was 12 hours 
and such a like you're prepared and you're also not prepared mm-hmm. and it was such like a game time decision mm-hmm. and i really feel like the energy and the decision making that we made as a team mm-hmm. in that moment uh we had planned to do a birth center some last minute stuff kind of changed our plan and we adapted and went to the hospital mm-hmm. and when we were there it was literally and i was briefly sharing this with you it was exactly ceremony space mm-hmm. if you didn't know i mean outside of the hospital setting but the energy in the room it would have been a psilocybin journey yeah. an ayahuasca journey and the decisions that we made how we made it uh the integrity and just the love in that container and long story short doesn't have to be shortened but when luke came out mm-hmm. and i caught him from that moment placed him on mama's chest and then like football <laughs> football player rounded a corner went to the side <laughs> and the first thing that he saw when he opened his eyes was me mm. and i was just like oh my god in that moment it was just like this is this is so real and also surreal at the same moment because even that whole experience was uh, witnessing Lauren go through that experience. Like you want to talk about lioness coming out like and just in it. Mm-hmm. And I don't know what time it was. We had ceremony music playing. We had an altar playing or altar set up. And just the whole time, the energy in the room. And you talk about just like holding that container. Mm-hmm. I mean, it was just so special. So what's different? Everything. My perspective on life, my role as, as, as a man, why I'm here, what being a protector means to me, my level of discernment, the relationships that I want in my life. Um, I'm here for two and a half days in Texas and literally as amazing as the people that I'm with, as purpose-focused and driven as the work that I'm doing, I'm literally like, what's the next flight out? Mm -hmm. Because every single moment that I'm away from him, and I think it's healthy to be away in some regard, but fuck, dude, he's just starting to stand now. Everything's (sighs) new. So, I mean, there's so much that I could go into, and I'll just say like, fuck, it's awesome. Mm. It's so acutely challenging and exponentially more awesome than I ever could have imagined. It's a great description. <laughs> oh. What um what what did you do in the hospital to bring up bring about that ceremony energy? Mm. So I think um so many people that are listening, I mean, myself, I was I was raised in like very traditional, like you go to the hospital, you have the baby, and we're intending to do a home birth. And really a big part of that was to be in a, a peaceful, safe, ceremonial space. And you created it in a place where most people would think like, oh, that's not possible. So like, what, what is it, how did you set that up? Um, and what, what difference do you imagine it made for Lauren as she was going through that process? Absolute game changer, you know? And so, I mean, the way it happened, everything happened so suddenly. And so when we went to the hospital, like, Truth be told, she didn't I don't even think she had pants on when we mm. got like, I, it was just mm-hmm. like, you're rushing and you're just like, it's basically, it was, what's the next 
logical decision that needs to be made. Not fucking thinking three steps ahead. Yeah. What's the next decision and the next decision? And then who's on our team? And so we called our midwife right away. And then we called Dr. Nathan Riley, who's mm -hmm. a dear friend, the yeah. holistic OBGYN. And they were like, okay, you go to the hospital. Yeah. Okay. So, I mean, I was on the midwife met us there. So thank God she was there. So she had, she was like medicine woman as mm -hmm. well. Like she held a very solid mm -hmm. place that like I, you know, I held my space, which I'll share, but even just being on the phone with Nathan and talking him and like, he was explaining things. So part of me was like, of course there was some fear involved, mm -hmm. but part of me also knew that like, I fucking got this, we got this and yeah. we also are supported, which allowed me to kind of like step into holding that container. Mm -hmm. So there was some actual very tangible things that I'll share, but also intangible mm -hmm. things. So, you know, outside of recognizing what we need to do is go to the hospital. Once we got there, we just wanted to get, make sure he was okay, which he was, Luca was fine. And then like when you're in the hospital setting, there's a few things. Well, one, uh, the lights are bright as shit. Yeah. And then you've got so many different people coming nursing, in and out, right? Yeah. Different energies. They're coming from wherever they're coming from yeah. before. Yeah. They're bringing in, you know, thoughts, the past person's experience. So you've got a million things, buttons and sounds and things like that. So first it's recognizing like, yeah, this isn't what was planned. This isn't ideal, but what do we have control with? Mm -hmm. And so when we got there and the midwife arrived, she's like, everything's fine. Mm -hmm. We're, we got this. Yeah. I was like, okay, great. And so she's like, you know, before like things really start progressing, Mike, you've got, you know, a little bit of time. If you mm -hmm. need to go home to mm -hmm. grab your stuff, go ahead. So I book it home like 15 minutes away. <laughs> and it was actually so funny that day, which she wasn't due, I think for a little bit, like a week or two yeah. or something like that. Yeah. But I had already started packing. Yeah. I mm -hmm. was like, first thing. And so on my down downstairs, you've been to my house, yep. on the downstairs table, uh, I had already got my altar set up. <laughs> and that was the only thing I packed yeah. for the most part was, you know, the altar set up. And so I was like, all right, let's fucking get this get some clothes. And then Lauren had asked me, she's like, sweetie, would you get a blindfold? Mm. And I was like, okay. And she said it very casually. Mm -hmm. And so like, thank God I remembered it because you want to talk about MVP in that experience? Fucking blindfold. <laughs> <laughs> so I grabbed my ceremony stuff or at least some of the important things. I grabbed like a card deck. I grabbed a little altar cloth. Uh -huh. I grabbed a few items. And then, uh, not everything, but just like what was there, grab some clothes and then I grab the blindfold. So then I get to the hospital and I was like, all right, we already had a ceremony playlist played. Mm -hmm. So I was like, that's just going on yeah. right away. And then when we're in there, like I was very, um, before going in, like I'd done a few medicine ceremonies and really tried to connect with Luca, mm -hmm. tried to connect with just envision the experience. And one of the things that came up was, like my role as a father is being a protector. Mm -hmm. Now, like a part of that, yes, is financial. Mm -hmm. A part of that is being the physical protector. Yeah. But what I realized in ceremony and that like I knew right away was like a part of my fucking role is to protect the space, mm -hmm. to protect and hold the space. So even when people were coming in and like I couldn't get, you know, it was like me kind of hands off. Like literally I was just crossed my arms or I just stayed and I just like held the energy. This is my container. Mm -hmm. This is our sacred space and I'm holding that intention. Mm -hmm. So that was like the first thing. 
-hmm. And then the music was helpful. And then having just an altar set up that I could like glance at. Mm -hmm. And like Lauren didn't even know that I set up the altar. (laughs) She didn't know it until after. But I set it. And uh, and so then you had the intention of holding a sacred space. You had music. You had a sacred altar. Mm -hmm. Um, Then I gave Lauren the blindfold. Mm. And so she wears the blindfold and she actually wear the, wore the blindfold through the whole experience, even when Luca came out. Because like, wow. if you imagine a blindfold, like if you lean back, your eyes can still see uh-huh. if you look down slightly. Yeah. So even when she w- he was placed on her, on her belly afterwards, she still saw him. And what, in her words, paraphrasing, it took out the lights. Mm. It allowed, so she stayed, relatively speaking, so internal. Mm-hmm. And it was magic, just the sounds and the movements. Like, she was so in it. Mm-hmm. And then the midwife, we had done, a like, a, a whole, like, eight-month uh, prep program with the uh, birth center we were yeah. going to go to. And so I had, like, a rebozo. It was, like, something like this cloth. You familiar with that? No, no. It's like a... Uh, it's basically like this long towel, let's say, mm-hmm. and you could string it up to where you can hold your baby later, uh, but you do different things yeah. to like, you can do different things to like massage the hips. Mm-hmm. I never knew how to use it, but the midwife's yeah. like, you brought it, yeah. let's use it. Yeah. So I was like on one side at different <laughs> points, the midwife's on the other. We got this like big towel blanket <laughs> thing and we're just going back and forth <laughs> like we're chopping wood uh, and it's like on Lauren's hip just trying uh-huh. to open things yeah. and literally I was so fatigued like it was like a full on kettlebell sport competition yeah. I'm like in a full stance <laughs> I can picture a horse stance oh, like exactly. grounded in like <laughs> and I just go my ass are on fire and I'm like this little midwife Mexican lady is not giving up so I'm yeah. not giving up yeah. I'm like, hold it hold it hold it <laughs> So I'm doing that and it's helping. Yeah. So I'm like, and it must have been like 10 minutes, 15 of nonstop. Mm-hmm. And I'm just like, there's there's no way. And this is a related side note. What I've realized too in fatherhood is no matter how tired I am, no matter, there's always more. Mm. There's always more. When I'm thinking about my son, when I'm thinking about Lauren, there is always more in me. And so in that moment, I was like, there's no way I'm putting this down. Yeah. There's no way I'm yeah. putting the, the ball down yeah. right now. There's no way. Like, I'm holding this. So being there for mm. that and witnessing. And now now I'm talking like I'm an accessory role. Right. Mm-hmm. L- Lauren's got the ball. Yeah. <laughs> like we're talking 99% it's Lauren. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Everything that I'm doing is literally just trying to hold the space, mm-hmm. hold the sacredness of the space, and just be a helper. Mm-hmm. You know, if she needs water, needs water. She wants the music down, I get the mm-hmm. music down. But I had maybe less of an active role than I would have thought maybe, mm-hmm. but also recognized that I played a very active yeah. role reflecting on it. Yeah. So she was just in it. Mm-hmm. And, you know, so all of those elements, what she was saying also is like that blindfold, once again, mm-hmm. that was the make or break. Because, I mean, when you're, I mean, I obviously didn't have the baby, but... Y- you're just so open yeah. energetically, emotionally, sensory. And so when you have lights beeping people, mm-hmm. so it allowed her to stay so much more in it. And I really think just those little elements really brought in ceremony into the container. Mm-hmm. And uh, the last thing that I'll share is uh, 
when she was nine centimeters dilated, they're like, okay, like Lauren, like try not to push yet because it's almost go time. Yeah. And we need to get the room set up. Yeah, yeah. So I was like, okay. <laughs> and I was like, I'm going to pull a card. Yeah. <laughs> so I had to pull the card. So yeah. I brought one of our, I don't even remember what deck it was, but the card that I pulled, it actually uh, was literally like, no joke, I'll have to send it to you after. Looked like a, a vagina of light. And it said at the bottom, the right choice. Mm. And there was like, there was, you know, that hint of like, did we, you know, did we make the right choice going mm. on? Like, and I was like, oh shit, okay. And then uh, the card number, I didn't realize this till after, was, uh, what was it? It was the 29th card. He was born on the 29th of January. <sighs> 129 January 29th wow. and like I was like synchro whatever you want to say yeah I was like okay yeah okay and uh again we were supported by Dr. Nathan and the midwife so those are some of the things that mm. really made a big difference mm -hmm. but I still think the blindfold and then holding the space mm. were two probably of the biggest things mm. beautiful yeah and another shout out to Dr. Nathan yeah, we've been going through his course, the Born Free course. It's oh. been so amazing for me, especially just in learning. Like, I mean, I had no idea. And it's given me so much more confidence going into this process. And just to, like, have him in our corner is just game changer. So, shout out to him. He's amazing. He's, like, he helped me, like, every time the doctors would come in and be like, hey, we want to do this, this. I would call him right. This was like, he was almost ready considering flying out. Wow. And he's like, you guys got, you're going to be totally okay. Yeah. I just like, he's like, I just wanted to be there for you, but he didn't need to come out. But he was just like, okay, this is what this means. This is, you know, here's some options. Mm -hmm. And so he was just such a, for me, mm -hmm. like, because mm -hmm. Lauren didn't really know yeah. what was mm -hmm. going on. I'm stepping out of the room, talking to him like hey this is what's going on and he's like okay boom 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 play by play mm. so it allowed me to step in like you're saying that confidence yeah so i'd step back in the room to the best of my ability mm -hmm. uh you know there's a lot going on but i was just like no we're gonna be fine yeah this is gonna we got this yeah like and we're a team mm -hmm. so i was really proud and again part of that is thanks to dr nathan but i was so proud of fucking lauren yeah. how she showed up mm -hmm. and witnessing honestly that lioness mm -hmm. like i've got i had a lot of respect for her yeah. now <laughs> i uh, uh, it's 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 uh magnitudes mm. more mm. yeah i feel that and i'm sure you you've shared that with her mm -hmm. like yeah absolutely and i'm sure she shared with you how you made such an impact to her in setting the room and holding it and yeah, just the way you carry yourself. Mm -hmm. Thank you, brother. Mm -hmm. Yeah. It's, mm. uh, it's the ceremony of all ceremonies <sighs> outside of that and death. Yeah. Yeah. There's nothing. Those are the two, mm -hmm. you know, and everything that we're doing in life, even when we enter into plant medicine ceremony is symbolically Right. Or some representation of metaphorically that. Yeah. But that is the actual. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I, I, yeah. I've been um, talking with a lot of fathers lately about this process and just every, 
everything in every cell in my body is just like lights up when I hear you talk about it and I hear other fathers talk about it. Just put in, in the pure joy and excitement and enthusiasm about it. Um, and also just like the, even, even guys that I wouldn't say are necessarily like spiritual in their day to day. Like it's like the most ceremonious, most spiritual, most, um, like you're touching like God in that moment. Yeah. Literally straight from source. Mm -hmm. You know what? One of the things when, when he comes out and like, you always hear like babies have a soft spot on their head. Mm Mm-hmm. But, like, it's legit, like, I remember feeling, Luke, as it, I don't know, it was, like, plus or minus, let's say roughly, like, an inch, like, felt like a diamond. Uh-huh. Like, they are literally structurally, like, that crown chakra yeah. is, like, completely physically open. Yeah, just skin, like, like skin, whatever, yeah, skin, just, yeah. Understand? I'm like, oh, wow. my God, I better not touch that. Yeah. Like, <laughs> like, that is really soft. Uh-huh. And now, I mean, it's, there's still a soft spot there, but yeah. it's, like, cl- the the sutures or whatever you yeah. call it on the occiput like those have closed quite a bit but i was like he is so like there's no closer to source whatever yeah. that is for somebody than that so like there's a symbolic opening yeah but he's literally physically open Whew. and it's like so like i think they call it the fourth trimester like yeah. it takes like a month or more like he's still raw yeah like when he comes out of that mm-hmm. or she comes out of that like, and so there's like, uh, like it's, they're porous. Yeah. Energetically wow. and physically porous. Mm. Uh, which is also why I think as the father, like, it's really important to protect that, mm-hmm. you know? And um, everyone does however they, they please. But like for us, it was really important. Like even guests or who would mm-hmm. visit and stuff like that were just like, you know, just give us some time. Mm-hmm. And uh, we did everything for us super low key. Mm-hmm. And, uh, but I was just like completely awestruck when I was in the hospital holding, I was like, wow, no, he's like, not just like this idea of being open and porous, like he's still forming. Mm -hmm. He's still like solidifying into, into uh, a boy. Material reality right now. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Wow. Mm. What, what has he shown you or taught you in the last 10 months from that moment where he entered the world and opened his eyes to see you to today. Fuck. (laughs) Maybe like one of the first things that I'll share is the surprise of it. Um, I was briefly sharing with you outside. Like I thought being a dad was going to be this like life of servitude and like, especially in these early years, right? Mm -hmm. Like I'm, chaperoning him into the world and like representing the world and all that shit. And then I was like the purity and the innocence. Like I have always appreciated children from my experience, Mm -hmm. but never really felt super connected, you know, like, but now it's like, he's my son. You look in his eyes and you see a part of you (laughs) like just that. And like the, um, I mean, in the men's work, you lead the men's work, like eye gazing is a part, right, of that in some way, shape, or form. Mm -hmm. Very intimate, very vulnerable. Mm -hmm. And even just holding eyes with another man or another person Mm -hmm. is so connecting and vulnerable. This little guy, endless, endless hold. (laughs) (laughs) And you're just like looking, and you're just looking at a part of you. You're looking at a part of God or source. You're looking at like what it represents. 
So the innocence and the purity are probably the two most striking things. And then holding him, like I'm holding my son, and then I'm also recognizing, holy shit, if he is a part of me, what does it feel like if I hold him and connect to, like I have these stories that I've learned or built up in my reality that, you know, um, I'm imperfect. There's something wrong with me. I'm not enough. And those have propelled me to some pretty powerful things in life. However, what I've recognized and what he's taught me is like, I would never, ever look at my son and say, you're not enough. You're incomplete. You're not perfect. His essential nature is perfect. And then I'm not saying like we don't improve in life, but what I've realized within myself, it's one connecting to that part of me. And when I strive to improve, to do, to be better, now there's so much more of an awareness of when I engage in that, what's the energy behind it? Mm-hmm. Is it coming from a place of lack, of separation, of I need to take this course or I need to do this because deep down I'm not a lot enough and et cetera? Yeah. Or is it coming from, I don't need it, yeah. I'd like it, and my genuine inspiration is to teach and share the wisdom that I have with the world, irrespective yeah. of potentially how it's going to be received. So I look at him, and I connect with that, and then I connect with myself. And then actually a friend of ours, Brian Osuna, shared with me this one piece that has been very powerful. So is that connect with him, love him, feel him, embrace him fucking just connect to the miracle that he is then connect to that within me super powerful and then connect to my father and even go back into the lineage and it's just felt like this like connecting with the essential nature of all of that lineage the mo- one of the most surprising things has been how selfishly healing it's been for me And then I'll say uh, on a lighter note in, in this regard, um, I've always felt like I allow, like for those who know me at home, I imagine they would say like I'm disciplined, I'm serious, I'm orderly, I'm like present, um, whatever. And there's also a super goofy side. Oh, yeah. Like I fucking love messing around. However, typically... I don't allow myself to be silly or to be playful by and large until the work's done. Mm-hmm. After that, I have an edible, a joke, I sit, <laughs> run around naked. Uh-huh. Fucking, I've seen glimpses of that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> fucking throat sink randomly, you know. Oh, that was, I'll share that after. That's been like, that's been so powerful. But um, what he's really teaching me, dude, is play. Because mm. like I do the, we switch off and, and we support each other very much so, but like typically 4.30 in the morning or so, five when he wakes up, he's crawling over me and he's just like on my neck and he's just all smiles. The happiest, <laughs> the happiest of happy. Yeah. And so I'm like, oh man, okay, all right, let's go. Pick him up, go downstairs and we just crawl and we giggle and we laugh and there's no outcome. There's no, and I've never... Like one of Lauren's values, I would say, is play. Mm -hmm. So just being with her has brought a bunch of healing into me. 
But then with my, and with my son, I'm like, there is no objective. Yeah. We're just playing, (laughs) you know, like Uh he's going to hold my finger and laugh (laughs) and he's going to just, you know, I'm making duck sounds and Uh that's just been fucking magical. Freeing. So, so liberating, freeing, connecting to my little child inside. Um, that's been amazing. You know, uh, it's so funny to me. Well before he was here, uh, you know this, uh, when I first made the decision that men's work is something that I wanted to pursue, mm-hmm. it came via spending some time in the woods. Mm-hmm. And I was like allowing myself to dream. What, you know, what if I gave myself full permission? What do you want to do? Mm-hmm. How do you want to show up in this next phase? Before even Luke or you, I was married to Lauren. And I was like, well, one, men's work. Two, shamanic drum I want to learn. Yeah. And then three, throat singing, Mongolian throat singing. Yes. So I spent about a year doing weekly lessons with this throat singing coach. I didn't, oh, you didn't know this? Yeah. I didn't know that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I spent about a year every single week, and I'd be in my office sounding horrible. Uh-huh. And like Florin would be listening downstairs. <laughs> and it was, it's, so there's, from my knowledge, and I'm still very much learning, but there's different styles of traditional throat singing. Mm-hmm. So kagura is the, um, it's the deepest note. Yeah. It's like the root chakra note. Mm. And there's four, there's a uh, three to four different main styles like sagat, hortir, hume, and then kagura. And so I would practice those. And I'd just be in the, I'd be the best time for me to do it was in the car because I was just, yeah, like, yeah. Oh, you know, going. <laughs> uh, and, uh, <laughs> But I never thought there was no purpose. Yeah. Like it was just like, this is something I want to do, feels really good, mm-hmm. is opening me up, is opening my voice. And then when he came, I would do it and it would put him to sleep like that. Mm-hmm. Because one of the questions I had for a long time before, or not a long time, but a, a, a brief time was like, I know the role of mom for my understanding. Mm-hmm. Like, and, and, and the, the, the poor advice, honestly, that I got from a few fathers was, for the first two years, forget about, you It's know, like irrelevant. It's Fathers really are irrelevant. irrelevant. Yeah. That's what I've been told by some as well. Like, yeah. Fuck that. Fuck that. <laughs> yeah. Fuck that. <laughs> like, that may have been true for you. Yeah. Great. Not for me. Yeah. So I was searching. I was like, mm-hmm. what's my role going to be in these early times? And what I found was, is like, when I sang, so I would sing to him for hours, mm. throat sing, or just make up songs. Mm. And the vibration of the throat singing vibrates the throat and my whole chest. So when I go skin to skin with him and I hold him and I sing, and he could be wail even now. Like we have a routine at night, like I kind of start him off and then Lauren finishes mm-hmm. uh, breastfeeding, then he goes to sleep. And it's been immediately down regulation of his nervous system. He could be wailing mm-hmm. and boom, he synchronizes with my nervous system. And we're instantly connected and he's just out. And I was like, I never would have guessed the throat singing. And so now like I have a, uh, a purpose of connecting, of soothing. And it's just been, and it could be other things too, but that's just been, I'll be driving in the car and he's wailing and I'll throat sing and boom, wow, he'll go down. And so that was just like such a surprise. And I was like, wow, like that's something I can do. Mm-hmm. And uh, so there's been so many. That's just like probably three big ones. Yeah. Wow. Wow. 
Thank you. Yeah, man. Thank you. Oh. It's the best. It's the fucking best. <laughs> how has um how ha- how has your relationship with Lauren shifted since Luca has entered? Deeper, for yeah. sure. Um, massive calling up. Mm. Um, so in many respects, infinitely deeper, more connected. Um, and also, like, from the challenges perspective, very challenging. Mm-hmm. One of the things that, like, we've struggled with, are struggling with, and working through is, like, it's such a full-time job. Mm. Like, we have a little bit of help, mm-hmm. you know, a few hours from her mom once, mm-hmm. twice a week. My parents now a little bit, but really like intimacy time. Mm-hmm. And it, he's at an age where now he's starting. We can start bringing in some help mm-hmm. um, and planning things. Like we got to be much more strategic mm-hmm. with like that. But uh, like intimacy is challenging. Like even when we have full transparency, been physically intimate, he might wake up and he yeah. might, it's just like, oh, uh, Mm-hmm. Or he like the amount of times like we've been physically intimate and then he cries mm-hmm. or like wakes up from a thing. So that's been p- probably the most challenging. Mm-hmm. And the other thing that I've realized, too, is, you know, like when we see the like a mothering role. Right. It's very nurturing. It's mm-hmm. very loving. It's it's the mother archetype. Yeah. However, it's in my experience and as we're, we're finding out, it's actually quite masculine. In the sense, it's like there's a schedule, there's execution, there's like you're you're doing a lot. Like yes, you're nurturing, but like there's a lot of output. Yeah. Like she's nurturing him, but she's putting out a lot of yeah. things. So from the polarity side of things, like that's also something that requires a lot of mindfulness of like. I'm outputting in a different way and she's also outputting in a different way at a high level. So, and there's a lot of touch points on that. So it's like giving her opportunities Mm -hmm. as much as possible to like relax and surrender into her feminine nature. And like, you know, um, even finding ways for her to express herself or give her that space and that container Mm -hmm. because there's so much that's it blows me away at how much is required of her. Mm-hmm. So, you know, infinitely more beautiful. Um, I mean, we just, we talk all the time. Like we do these drives from seven to 8 PM at night mm-hmm. where Luca gets to fall asleep in the back and we don't have a cell phone and we connect as he's falling asleep. And like, I mean, the amount of times we say like, fuck, we're blessed. Mm. God damn. Like he's beautiful. Just he's a miracle. And like, so my level of love, respect, willingness to, I mean, when I married her, I was already committed. Yeah. Like, yeah. it's no, no doubt. And bringing in a child into this world is a whole nother level. Mm-hmm. So what it's also done is like, even through past pain of past relationships, where it's like, there's fears. I've realized like, even when we fight, you know, if we fight, you know, we try to fight fair, mm-hmm. right? And 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 we've got some tools to help in dialogue and communication. But there's been this um, internal safety that I've felt. I'm like, like, I'm in it. 
Yeah. I'm committed. I know she is. Yeah. And so if we have a disagreement, there's also a level of like, we're going to be okay. Yeah. So let's work through this as best we can with the tools we have. But there, there's like a level for me through the marriage and through him. I'm like, no, we're, we're solid. Yeah. And I've never felt that before. Mm. So that's also like energetically. Yeah. Like I'm more willing to engage in conflict, which has always been a challenge for me. Cause I'm like, no, like, yeah. We're okay. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. Mm. It's like similar to how you were sharing a little bit earlier about like where the energy is coming from is like, in this case, like the energy is starting from the foundation of like, no, we're okay. Like this is just a thing. And at the end of the day, we're okay. And we're both in it. And, um, yeah, I, I feel like that's such a huge shift for so many couples and I imagine a child is one way to catapult that. <laughs> um, I, I, man, I don't know how, how true it is. I saw an infographic on Instagram the other day and it was, uh, the calculation of a full-time 40 hour work week, like nine to five normal job was like, I don't know, a thousand something hours. And then it was like full-time breastfeeding mom was like the exact same calculation, but there's not the same schedule of clock in and clock out. It's just like whenever on call for a year of like, um, yeah. And, and, and so I, I don't even know how, this is my next question is what I was leading to is like, how has like day-to-day life and like work and like, how have you, been able to hold both of those roles or all of those roles and, and her as well. Like how have you guys navigated that? Uh, navigating. <laughs> <laughs> Fair. Um, Honest as fuck. <laughs> um, <laughs> you know, Lo- Lauren has, uh, I'm sure she's fine with me sharing this. Um, one of the things that we're working through presently is like, and, and again, everyone's got their way of doing things. Mm-hmm. We're figuring out what works for us. And I think one time you did a post on like any, um, something like any advice for a new parent or something uh, yeah, like that. Yeah. And I n- I'll never forget that because I was like, the best advice I would give is fucking follow what you guys want to do. Mm-hmm. Be a team and like, whether it's books, whatever you guys want to do, yeah. it's on you. Like mm-hmm. everyone's trying to figure this shit out. And then I also recognize people are having babies for millions of years or whatever, hundreds of thousands of years. So if they can do it, like I'm pretty sure I'll figure it out. I'll fuck up, but I'll figure it out. Um, So to your question, you know, I've stepped into the role of financial provider at this phase of life. She stepped into the role of mama and the recognition, like I've shared with her, I was like, and she's got, she's so talented and she's got such a desire to serve from, nutrition to health coaching to mental emotion like she's she's incredible incredible and so i can understand as purpose driven and as on purpose as she feels being a mom there's also a part of her that mm-hmm. feels unexpressed mm-hmm. and i can see how that can be really challenging especially seeing me out there doing right. serving and so i know that's not necessarily easy and so what i've tried to share with her is like we can do this however we want yeah And, but I also recognize in this phase of life, when the needs are so, the codependent needs of the infant of Luca are so dependent on you based off of how we've decided 
we're going to parent yeah. and breastfeed or whatever mm-hmm. and our choice to, to, to be home with him and stuff like that, that's going to be, there's going to have um, consequences or whatever. Yeah. Re- not repercussion, but consequences. Cause and effect. Cause and like, effect. Yeah, that's yeah. just the effect. Yeah. Okay. Mm-hmm. So, uh, but also recognize that every day that goes by, he becomes a more autonomous individual. Mm. And we are able to accept more help. We have a loving family. Yeah. Like We're able to do this. So recognize like we're continually getting closer to you having more freedom. And what she's voiced is the feeling of we've been at times in this divide and conquer energy. Like, we both do our things separate. I fucking work my ass off. She mothers her tail off, and it's amazing. And I'm actually okay with that. Mm-hmm. Like, I, I'm yeah. good with that. However, we're really trying to be more of a team mm-hmm. and figure out day-to-day what does that look like. And she's got so many skills, not only on her own, but that can benefit my business. Mm-hmm. And so she's voiced, like, I want to work more together. Mm. and and I didn't and we're still getting clarity on what that looks like and what that feels like she's like I want to work with you mm-hmm. now my head jumps to like are you going to be the branding department yeah, yeah. the quote unquote department yeah, yeah. one person business uh-huh. like, are you going to be the account like yeah, what, you know because yeah. like, I grew up in family businesses yeah. so I'm like who's going to play what role yeah. and then this is just literally in the last few months and then we spent a Saturday just mapping out stuff and she's got great ideas great like one of the things i appreciate most about her is her level of honesty mm-hmm. fucking like <laughs> she's a straight shooter mm-hmm. you know and that comes with uh that's beautiful and challenging yeah. right but that's also why i married her and so we had this day like a breakout session and i checked in where i was like how did that feel today she's like that's what i wanted like that and i was like oh so what she was really wanting is connection. Mm-hmm. And she doesn't, at least in this point in time, it's not that she's looking to be the branding department of right. Mike Salemi's whatever. It's like she just wants to play a part in it. And she wants to do things together. The feminine wants connection. Mm-hmm. And if I'm out, you know, I'm always available. Like I'll drop a meeting in a heartbeat to go downstairs yeah. and help. And, and I'll play that role. But she just wants to spend time mm-hmm. and feel like she's supported and she can support so we're really looking at with where we're at, what does team look like? Mm. What's important to her? What's important to me? How can we come up with a new agreement mm-hmm. based off of where we're at, recognizing that things will change? Like she just sent me a text a few hours ago and me and, and this new business coach, uh, Stefan, great dude that I was talking to, I was telling him in the car, he was driving me to these appointments while I was out in Texas. And he's always encouraged me like, you should do something with Lauren. Like, and I was like, dude, she's such a fucking good coach. Yeah. She's got so much experience in that realm. And I'm like, at some point, we would love to do it. Right now, men is kind of the focus. But at some point, when I feel ready, like, yeah. or we'll figure out something. And I was like, and then she sends me a message saying, I'd like to get back into coaching. And I was like, how mm. can we make that happen? Let's heart storm when we get back. Mm-hmm. Let's figure it out. Because, like, I'm down. I I want to be a co-parent. Yeah. I want to work and provide. Yeah. But I also want to play that present father role. So I'm like, if we can make this work, which we can, we just got to come up with an agreement that feels good. Mm-hmm. 
and uh, you know, and and we'll tag team this. Mm-hmm. So we're it's it's so malleable, and we're so figuring out. It's like we're we're having these discussions because okay, we realize for this moment, okay, energy's off. Mm-hmm. Why is energy off? What are the roles that we're playing? What are the needs in the moment? And we're just doing our best to cruise with it. But a lot of it comes from like the recognition, like things either feel really good mm-hmm. or things feel off. Mm-hmm. How can we get back to center mm-hmm. and how can we create a new agreement so that both needs and the family's needs are met? Mm. How has, um, that's beautiful and so honest. Thank you. <laughs> uh, how, how has your work changed since Luca came into the world? partially practically but also energetically like what have you brought different to your work that you didn't have access to before such a good question how i'm experiencing myself we'll see if other people experience this but i feel more embodied i feel like the limiting there's still for sure limiting beliefs there's still all that stuff that come up but there's a level of there's a new level of honesty and self-accountability, like, a lot of it, sure, yeah, there's unconscious programs that still run. You know, I'm still figuring, you know, I'm still on this journey like everybody else. But it's almost like the internal dialogue is like, Mike, you don't fucking have time to play small. Mm-hmm. You don't. Mm-hmm. You've got two people. I look at my son, mm-hmm. and it's like, what? I'm not going to, uh, I don't know. Like, the level of willingness to be more direct or assertive or step into a leadership role, which are things that maybe it's like, I, I enjoy, like part of me is the nice guy. And that's still there or kind or whatever. And I love being the kind, like kind and warm is, is part of who I am. And I'm so much more willing to say what needs to be said in the moment because I also recognize that one, that's what's needed in the moment but that's also how I'm going to lead, but that's also how I'm going to model for him. Yeah. So the self, like the willingness to be honest, the willingness to step up, uh, incredibly more essential. Mm-hmm. Like I think one of the skills that I have honed and I'm still very much honing is my level of discernment. Mm-hmm. Like I really believe if you're like on, like living a life of purpose mm-hmm. and you've got some skills there will never be a shortage of opportunities. Uh-huh. Never. Yeah. No. So the question is, what is the discernment skill? Like, what's the filtering system? Mm-hmm. So from how I run the podcast to the men's work to now, like, I was, a, I, I don't say I took a break from teaching movement, but I was so into men's work mm-hmm. that I also realized, like, kind of left movement for a little bit Mm. and now i'm like so much more invigorated one because it's like it's like been my bread and butter for most of my life yeah and now i've got like this even more purpose i'm like dude i'm actually really good at teaching movement i'm gonna fucking lean into that yeah like i could teach bags or bells or i don't know breath work like we could go outside right now and i could be exhausted and i would i would feel very good about leading that and delivering a solid session so like my discernment, my willingness to lean into things, the the leadership, but that embodiment piece mm-hmm. is like 
it's just less of like there's less doubting mm. less doubting it's like no, no room for it there's anymore. no room for it yeah because what's the like it's not just about me anymore mm. and when i got married there was a level of that yes mm-hmm. but now it's like you see this this not this thing this being that's so precious mm. and I'm like i would do like i've heard this before two things one, having a child is like having your heart outside of your body, which is so, so accurate. And then it's like being on an, MD, a, an IV drip of MDMA. <laughs> Literally like, boom. You'll see it, boom. And then he smiles and boom, your heart Whoa. just... And it's this continual MDMA yeah. drip. Yeah. And it's just like, I feel so much more filled with love, like mm. deep 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 love for life for him for lauren for myself and there just isn't time Mm. to put up with my own bullshit as much as i'm conscious of or if i am conscious that it's happening it causes me quite a bit more stress because i recognize and i'm like no no next time we're like let's let's work through that Mm -hmm. and uh yeah the willingness is just like at an eleven. Mm. yeah through like <laughs> yeah through the roof yeah well what were some of the things that you use that discernment muscle to cut out like what what fell away either organically or by decision that you're just like look it just this isn't it right now certain relationships mm-hmm. friendships mm-hmm. like um like i, I bless like I got a lot of friends mm-hmm and also he requires so much and i just Mm -hmm. shared with you like intimacy and time with lauren is one of the biggest challenges Mm -hmm. so if i say yes to again no shortage of opportunities no shortage of beautiful relationships nothing against the people but my circle yeah so much tighter Mm -hmm. because if i say yes to that or if i stay in texas for an extra day then by default I'm saying no in some regard mm. to my family. Mm. And that's that there's a weight to that. Mm. Like there's 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 a responsibility to that. And I think and I don't know if um this is not quite off track, but like I don't know if I would say it's guilt, but there's a feeling of and I heard a friend say this too, so um, I don't even remember what friend, but I've really resonated with this in my own experience. It's like when I'm working, there's, I don't know if it's a guilt, but there's a feeling like I'm working, I, I want to spend time with Luke and the family. Mm-hmm. So there's that pull there. But then if I'm spending time with Luke and the family, it's amazing. But then there's also like, I also recognize the responsibility that I, I'm the provider. Yeah. So I also need to do that too. Mm-hmm. And so certain relationships it's just like i just don't got time yeah and i'm way more unapologetic like and if they don't get it that's on them Mm -hmm. like i take this role very lightly and very seriously Mm -hmm. so certain relationships have definitely fallen fallen off or like you know uh, business stuff like uh the level in which i might like overuse in my experience social media Mm -hmm. Like the, the more every minute, again, all this comes back to life is a trade off. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Right. Like every decision that we make, 
is something else that we could or couldn't be doing. Yeah. So if I choose to scroll, not saying I don't not scroll, but if I'm choosing that consciously or unconsciously, mm-hmm. I'm also choosing to say no somewhere else. So what's a yes, what's a no? I mean, I was doing for a time uh, eight podcast episodes a week. So uh, I'm sorry, a month, not a week. That'd be insane. <laughs> Fuck that. <laughs> but two a week and yeah. with an infant when you need, yeah. for the most part, you need silence to record or, yeah. you know, right? So a lot of times, like, I'll be up super late because mm-hmm. it's quiet. And then I'm already tired. So it's like, and I also know at 4.35 a.m. I need to be up to be papa. Yeah. And then I got to be dialed in for work mm-hmm. and lead these groups or be on a podcast. Like, uh, I love the diversity but it really requires like a skill to be able to show up and lead a one-on-one physical training session then to emotionally be there yeah. for someone who's like losing transition. It yeah. And I got to fucking mm-hmm. hold it. Mm-hmm. And then to bring the energy on a podcast, mm-hmm. whether it's a guest or uh, an interview or different, as you know, yeah. very well, yeah. it's a different energy. And uh, so I think just, um, I said, okay, I'm going back to one show a week. Um, even like hiring a business coach and now like what I've realized within myself, like I've hired some great coaches and I've learned a lot and they've helped in all different regards. And, um, I've typically had the pattern that I would pedestal them, lose a part of myself. And again, I'm hiring them for their guidance. So there is a level of like, I'm definitely willing to follow, but now I'm like, the filtering is, is like. I've got way more ownership and not letting go, still listening, Mm -hmm. but it's way more, instead of departing from what's true for me or how's this going to impact the family. And that's something that I think too, like when I make a decision, this all goes back to the trade-offs. There's repercussions, there's consequences. So uh, there's no shortage of, again, opportunities, but also no shortage of good ideas. Mm -hmm. The key is for me, it's like, which ones are you going to do? Because every single one of those marketing campaigns, one of those relationships requires X amount of hours of back-end work mm-hmm. to bring to life, to nurture, all that stuff. So for me, it's like I'm very now online movement programs. It's a big part of my business. Men's work in the capacity of an online container, like one to two retreats a year. Uh, reducing the podcast, and that is more than enough. Yeah, more than enough. Now it's just getting better and more efficient, and just getting better at what I'm already doing. Because mm-hmm. um, that man, it, it all goes back to like my purpose is to serve men, mm-hmm. to be a papa, mm-hmm. and to be a fucking good husband, and also to be and with the purpose serve men. Like that's my fulfillment. Yeah. To live a fulfilled life. And uh, Luke is a big part. Lauren, it's part of my legacy. Yeah. So it's all like connected. And uh, that discernment piece, though, is like the big, big aspect. Mm-hmm. I love that. I love that. It's already started. A lot of what you share is starting to sink in with me. And I imagine it's just going to increase with intensity. Um, about like the consequences, des- decisions, and where you spend your time. And. Uh, the way I've been thinking about it is like when I choose to put my attention on something, my time, energy, and attention, like really getting honest with what's the nourishment that I'm getting from this? 
what what's the real why of like why I'm doing this? And if I can't honestly answer that, it's it's a no. And if I can answer that and it's like, okay, this is the nourishment, then I better commit when I go to do that thing or go off or do this project or whatever. It's like, I better get that because I'm committing to myself. I'm committing to Victoria and in the future to our daughter that like, I'm going to come back better having done this. And if I don't consistently do that, then that's just showing me that what I'm telling myself isn't true. I'm not really getting what I need from that. And so uh, it then just becomes a distraction. Like anything from like hanging out with a friend to scrolling on social media or even in business is like, I better have outcomes from like what I'm doing because there's like no more time to just play in that. It's like if I'm going into for a purpose and a mission, like accomplish the mission and like come back. And that's how I've been starting to view a lot of things. And, and, and I've had a similar experience where I've just cut out a lot more, a lot more people, a lot more things. And, um, I, I laugh because even me like a year ago, two years ago, definitely three years ago, like the, what I enjoy in life is already drastically different, like drastically. And someone was telling me just last night about like, I went to a show and it was like Closey was playing here in Austin. Like love seeing Closey. And when I first saw like all my friends were going, I had like a little bit of FOMO and even a ticket showed up that was like, oh, you can go. And I was like, I actually don't even want to. Like I really don't want to. I wanted to stay home on a Saturday and spend time with Victoria. And um, and I imagine that's only going to increase with little tiny infant yeah. When you were sharing that, one of the things that, like that distraction piece, I think is huge. Mm -hmm. And so uh, I've used this analogy before. So in our master bedroom, there's a, uh, there's a bathroom in there. And our house is old. It's like, I don't know, 67 years old, something like that. And that sink, the pipes are all old to galvanize. And so the bathroom, at a certain point, it like the water started getting less and less and less. Mm -hmm. Then it came to a drip, and then it stopped. And I never, like, I, every time I passed the room or would go into the bedroom, I'd always, like, some minor aspect of me, my consciousness would get pulled. And it was like an energy leak, energy leak. And so for, like, six months, I didn't fix it. Mm. But I always knew it was there, always mm. knew it was there. And what I've realized is, so after I got it fixed, I just noticed it actually wasn't small. It was actually a significant in what it represented me. I was like, wow, how many fucking energy leaks yeah. do I have in my yeah. life? So I made a list and it was like on a, a poster board sheet of paper. I was like, Jesus, like yeah. there's like 15 things, yeah. boxes that need to be broken down outside that have been stacked up forever. Uh, I don't even know things that I've said I was going to do, like get a, 50 pound bag of rice in case anything happens. Like I go outside and you see that whatever the state of the world, I'm like, I should probably have some preparations. Like, <laughs> yeah. so all those things, like now being a dad, like the weight of those one to actually be able to more effectively provide and protect. But then two, I was like every subtle, even if it's like half of 1% pulls and pulls and pulls and pulls the energy away. And so I've really done my best to identify those energy leaks and those distractions. 
not saying they're not there, but I'm really closing the faucet or getting the water to get, you know, to run again. And it's given me more energy. Yeah. It's given me more energy, more life force, more just like, I really think clarity for men, for all people, but especially for men is a superpower. Yeah. So like, especially for like people who execute, Mm -hmm. if I've got the clarity Mm -hmm. and what pulls away from clarity, it's like these mini, like little, like, like, it's like, uh, when we like when you sprint and you see the parachute behind yeah imagine trying to run and you got like 15 parachutes holding you back yeah you see that you see the direction what you're being pulled and it's like you fix these energy leaks or you address them it's like snip 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 and boom you're on on the races love that love that yeah i've been noticing how many how I like unconsciously leave open loops, even in conversations and text messages and stuff. And so I've just been practicing like closing it. Like, like I'm, if I'm not going to follow up with you, I'm going to tell you, I'm not going to follow up with you. Like, and, and even on, in my coaching and like my sales calls, like I'm not letting things drag. It's like, this is the deadline. This is when I'll follow up with you. It's in my calendar is when we're doing and like, that's it. And then it's out of my mind. And I've been practicing that with even friends and, I have a, a friend of mine, Alan, he's one of my business partners as well. And he, he, he called me on it a little bit, like, uh, not a little bit about two months ago. And he's like, just the way you respond to text messages is very inconsistent. And so what I've started practicing doing is giving boundaries and then also, um, closing the loop in the moment versus letting anything like, like, continue on because then I'm thinking about it then someone else is thinking about it then it's just an energy drain so that's one thing I've been practicing a lot and I've been noticing as I've been aware of it like how many open loops I have um even just like uh, a casual like yeah like let me know when you do this thing like that's now an open loop it's like no like let's answer that right now like we know the answer. Like, why are we even putting it off? So let's let's get to it. So it's it's definitely brought like a sharpness and a fierceness. Um, and I actually, I'm starting to feel that way. Um, it's almost like I'm I'm bringing because that's how I facilitate. I'm, I get pretty sharp these days. It's getting sharper every day and fiercer. And I'm starting to bring it into my life because I'm like, okay, if I don't if I don't like put up with that in the coaching container and facilitating with this like really what it is is just like the bullshit fluff if I don't put up with that bullshit fluff like why would I put up with that in my personal life so it's like start cutting away the fluff cutting away the open loops and and just closing them so that's something I've been practicing and it only came up because I've started to become more aware of like how my energy bleeds and and drips and drips in certain things and thank you for sharing that that's like one hugely helpful for me because I haven't quite had words for that and I've recognized like I mean I even said this years ago when I was like wanting to energize a life partner Mm -hmm. I was like I really I wanted to meet my life partner while I was teaching Mm -hmm. because I knew I felt like that was the most embodied I didn't have the language back then but that was the the clearest I felt and I was like I knew I was on purpose doing what I love and and so when I'm in those containers best parts of Mike feel like they come out yes. and that fluff. And that's exactly what I'm working through now is like, there is a discrepancy. Yeah. Like there's a noticeable discrepancy, especially more times uh, 
than others, but it's uh, how can I bring like the no bullshit or just the, the I don't know that yeah whatever the no fluff yeah but have it be as opposed to I step into this container and I be this person. It's like that's who I feel most alive and yes. like most clear and like most direct and like and in that regard most loving and most present. Mm-hmm. And yet there's many examples in my daily life where that's not Mm -hmm. and now like hearing that and having more awareness around that it's like that's a very practical way cell phone texas Mm -hmm. where i can start like closing that gap so that's super helpful Mm. thank you you're welcome yeah you're welcome uh another one that's been really powerful for me that i've been practicing it's on the same thread of like how i show up in retreat or in facilitating versus how I show up in my daily life was around relationships. Um, mostly for me with men. Um, it's most of my non partner relationship is all men. And so what I realized what that I really loved about being in those containers was again, how no bullshit it is, how someone's willing to tell you the truth, but it's from such a heart centered place that you can receive it. And I realized that I wasn't doing so, I wasn't doing that in my personal relationships. And I just started bringing this, like asking for consent and like reflection when I see something and not coaching, but just like mm-hmm. reflecting what I'm seeing and what it has done for me has sharpened up the container of the people, the men, especially that I hang around with. And so I'm actually getting more nourishment when I hang out with them. Like I'm getting like a full men's group when I hang out with men because they're like, we're, we, we now are creating the dynamic that we get benefit by hanging out. It's not just social anymore. And so I think in a way for me, it was like tightening up and making relationships more efficient for what I actually want. Because I, like I, I love my guy friends, but like I'm not going to get the same love that I have with Victoria and with a daughter on the way and I'm not going to get this like pure joy of like a, a child. And so it's like, what am, what am my boys for? What are like, what are the men that I hang around for? And they're like, that's to sharpen me. And so I was like, I'm going to lead and bring more of that. Um, <laughs> I was, I was invited into a brief story on that. I've been practicing it and it felt like I finally had the acknowledgement that I was doing. I was invited into a men's circle and they were um, like potentially to join and, and I showed up and it was really loose and it, it and it came to me to like share and they were asking like oh what do you think about the group and this and I just spoke really honestly I said look I wouldn't join this group or a group like this for these reasons and this is what I want to get out of it is like I don't need more casual social friends like I don't need that I'm full what I how I choose to spend my time with men is to sharpen me and to give me like the honest truth of what's there and like how I'm occurring to you. And <laughs> I even, uh, I even said, I was like, I'd want more, more depth and more sharpness. And someone's like, Hey, can you give an example of that? And I was like, yeah, honestly, like, I don't know half this room or just like surface. know a few of you guys, but I could give you a reflection right now of how I could trust you more. Like in this moment, just as a man, how you're occurring to me. And I was like, it doesn't mean anything, but like I could give that to you. And then someone asked for an example who like didn't believe that I could do it. And, and I basically just like cut through the bullshit of the room 
because they were in this stage where like they didn't know what the group was and i just like cut through the bullshit and it, it was like a it, it wasn't like an aggressive one and I, I asked and so i shared it and uh it was just around like how he was moving and he was like really fidgety and he was like getting up and moving around as we were having this like deeper conversation and i just said i was like i would trust you more like if you were were seated during the time when this is like sacred space and um and apparently it caused like a like a little bit of thing in in the group but i had so many men reach out to me afterwards especially the ones that i knew and even guys that didn't really know well they were like thank you for bringing that cuz we like everyone wanted it but didn't know how to articulate or lead in that way it's like that was the level cuz what happened after that it was all like bullshit and heady and then after that moment it like boom, dropped to the bottom of the ocean. And then it opened up other guys. Other guys started sharing with like, oh man, when you did this, I felt this. And it was like, and they told me, they're like, we haven't gotten to that level. And they've even sat in ceremony and stuff and, and, and they had these like full retreats and they're like, that has been missing. And they're like, thank you for bringing that. I'd so many guys reflect that. And uh, it just reminded me of like, oh, if I'm going to lead in this container over here and show up the way, like, the way that I truly desire and like how I want to be seen and, and really by myself in the world and how I want to receive others, like do that every moment. It was like another efficiency piece is like, okay, I've, mm. I've only got so many moments on this earth. I was like, I'm going to make these the exact way that I want to create it. And I started doing it and that, like that was, that was one of my affirmations and I, I loved it. And I loved every second of it. And they, they still joke about it. They're like, yeah, Chris came in and blow, blew up the meeting. And like, but, um, yeah, in, in a way, like, I don't want to be surrounded by guys that can't handle that or, or, or aren't welcoming is really a better question. It's like, I want, I want to have honest conversations and, um, in, in both sides of the spectrum, like just sharing, like we always share, like just the deep love we have with each other. Like that's a form of truth. And we also share sharpness with each other. And, and that's what I've been practicing and calling more in. Uh, and uh, for me, it's just like another um, preparation for fatherhood. It's like, I mean, you can't hide from the child. They, they feel everything. And so it's like, I want to be in every moment, not just some moments, the man that I aspire to be. So that's what I'm leaning into and, and working on right now. Yeah. What a gift. What a gift. I, I mean, when I've talked to dads who I like respect or like, you know, just hear their experience in some way, shape or form, the most common advice or experience that they've shared is literally your kid wants nothing other than your presence. Mm. And so like how I'm experiencing that and hearing that it's like, the more that you are you moment to moment, the more that I am me moment to moment, therefore the more present I am with myself and they can be there for my boy. Mm. And it's like, that's, that's all he wants. When he sees me in the morning and we go play in his little playpen, it's like, he doesn't, I don't know. He might want a berry. <laughs> some great berries in the back. He might want a little bit of mama's milk. But for me, he just wants presence. Yeah. He wants touch. He wants to feel like, that's it. So in, in that regard, it's like, yes, life is complex, mm -hmm. but like, it's actually quite simple. Mm -hmm. Like when you look at like 
the nourishment of a child. Like you have the nourishment of food. Like he needs mama's milk. Okay. He needs touch. He needs safety. He needs connection. Uh, he needs a clean diaper, whatever it is. But it's like it's very basic. Mm-hmm. And so it really strips down so much in that presence piece. And you're right. Like he can feel it. She can feel it. And it's just um, how much are we paying attention? You have such a porous, open being. It's like, and that's like one reason why I'm so grateful to witness Lauren and how she's done this. I was sharing with you and Victoria earlier. She's wicked smart, big researcher. Like I think in college or something, she wanted to be like a forensic. (laughs) So she like loves her research and, and all that. It's beautiful. I like studying too, but she's like another level. And witnessing her just do this whole thing like, intuitively it's been so nourishing from or like so um inspiring yeah more accurate inspiring and even like like you know like i love teaching movement and Mm -hmm. like like there's so many things i could have done and i was just like why don't you just like take a step back yeah like and just see how things are gonna go and just adapt and like let let this is probably like one thing also that he's teaching me is like let this experience let my boy teach me the next move Mm. he'll teach me it's very simple if i'm aware of it and then and then like one thing that's really cool is like you start learning him or her Mm. you start learning like what does this cry mean Mm. does this sound mean what is this like like what is like he digests with his whole body right now it's like, oh, oh, oh. i'm like what are you doing like what are you doing dude what's going on and you just like there's so much like yes there's big things but it's so nuanced yeah and like that's really why like i you know i think mothers especially like they know mm-hmm. like unconscious like mm-hmm. they can just feel energetically and actually if you spend enough time around your child you'll feel that too. Mm-hmm. And like there, he's always like from the way his eyes or his mouth or the type of cry, like we'll know, like, is that his teeth hurt? Is that like, like that, uh, or whatever, uh-huh. <laughs> to the best I can, to make <laughs> things, so, you know, it's like, is that his teeth hurting? No, it's not his teeth hurting. Like mm. there's infinite signs mm. that are shown, like how he rubs his eyes. And like, that's been a super cool thing to like, really tune into like what's he displaying Mm. and then what is needed from me in the moment Mm -hmm. to respond and then what's needed from Lauren and I and then how can we create a dynamic that again is flow and team and when we're off and we feel things off it's like okay how can we bring it back but uh that's been such a cool surprise is to see let him be the teacher and then can I pay attention to the most subtle nuances within his expressions his sounds his movements um it's got my toes <laughs> got my toes you know and just like how he moves his feet and mm-hmm. uh yeah it's he's got my toes gonna move well pro mover um yeah. well I'm, I'm i apologize to him day in day out uh not day in day out took a course someone called <laughs> told me i had fucking hobbit feet what? And I was like, who says that to someone else in a course? Yeah. 
walking around Santa's like, man, you got some hobbit feet there. Yeah. Go fuck yourself. <laughs> yeah. One star man, review. Yeah. 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 Tell another man who was hobbit. Yeah. Man. So when he came out and Lauren just like, oh my God, he's got your feet. <laughs> Sorry, son. <laughs> you got a life swear. You got a last name that sounds like salami and you got hobbit feet. Yeah. Like, but, uh, <laughs> if that is the toughest challenges he has in this life, He's doing okay. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Oh, man. Yeah, that's beautiful, man. I was um, I was thinking, like, as you were saying that about, the ch- like, your, your child's expression, um, there's so much to be learned for us as well because he doesn't have words yet. And so he's literally just y- using, like, all, like, he, he also doesn't have a filter. So he's just expressing the truth of what he's going through. And you're just picking up on the signals and you're like mapping them. But how applicable is that to us as adults as well? Both unconsciously and consciously, like like how we're carrying ourselves unconsciously and like our, our, our body patterns and what are we expressing to others by doing so? And then on the flip side, when we start to consciously have awareness of that, how we can actually control, uh, control is maybe not the right word, but create the experience of how we want to show up in the world without our words. This is a huge thing that I think I've focused on really well with men is like, how can you say more with less? And how can you use your, your breath especially and your body and your posture and your stillness to communicate something instead of just going right to the like, how we think words are so easy, but they're actually not really good at doing like the deeper emotional stuff. In fact, they're not at all good. And so for men, especially that have trouble with like connecting and and getting to deeper and deeper intimate spaces is because can you just like shut the fuck up and like, let's learn how to use our body to communicate safety, to communicate love, um, and not just go to the ease of words because they are powerful. Yes, they're powerful in a way, but we can communicate so much feeling and emotion through our body and even our sounds, like just not necessarily like articulate a word, but like express how you're feeling in a sound. Um, and I think it gives us so much more in the feeling sense. And um, I think that can really relate to like us as adults too. Like a deep sigh says a lot more than like a whole diatribe of what you're going through. Like, oh, this in my life, but just like a, or, or whatever the sound is, a guttural noise. Um, that's just, that's that's like how I was receiving as you were telling. It's like such lessons and wisdom in that, um, that you're paying such deep attention to him. But like, that's how we're all occurring in the world. We're just like, like grown up children. <laughs> yeah. Um, one thing, I think you hit it spot on. One thing that we really tried to work in this last retreat was I invited in, uh, the concept of 12 words or less. Like if you can't say something, you should be able to communicate everything that you want to say in 12 words or less. Anything more than that is either mental masturbation or is the story. Not that there's not a time and a place for the story, but 12 words or less. 
How can you reflect on what it is you want to communicate in 12 words or less? And can you be as meticulous as possible and intentional with those words? Um, the other thing that comes up when you were sharing, which is so true. So, you know, Luke has got two bottom teeth, two top teeth. And what I've really realized, like the amount of um, compassion and also the recognition of like how I experience it, courage, like you're exactly right. Not only does he not have a filter, but when we think about all of the, um, when we think about all the tools that we've developed to manage our internal environment, he or she doesn't have that. So they, how I experience it, they become one with the entire experience. So imagine how many, like having a toothache or tooth issue, it's one of the most painful things. And anyone who's had dental issues recognize like, it'll drive you nuts. You don't sleep. It's incredibly painful. So imagine that. And you don't have the tools, the awareness, the resources to manage the experience and manage yourself in that. And so you become the pain. Mm. And so when I've held him and we're up all night, like it's actually been really powerful. So as opposed to like, yeah, hearing him cry is, is hard to hear, but I've had so much more compassion than I ever would have thought. I'm like, he's literally in ceremony all day. Mm. So when I, and it literally, when he's crying and he's in that pain, I'm like, holy fuck, he's in ceremony right now. And that's when I throat sing. Mm. And that's when I bounce him. And we just go back and forth for an hour. Mm. And I'm like, imagine what this is doing. And like, it's not even imagine, feel what this is doing to his nervous system, to my nervous system, and our nervous system. To anyone who's been in any ceremony knows there's like a, there's a lifelong bond mm-hmm. that's created in those spaces. And if we take that same mindset that when he's in these experiences, he's in a ceremony, mm-hmm. wow. it's like when you meet that from the heart and you hold that, <sighs> it's... Uh, yeah, I'm like, damn, he is so courageous. Or like, he is so wow. fucking brave. God damn it. Like, it's, um, yeah, it's taught me a lot to your question earlier, man. Mm-hmm. Uh, that's amazing. I love that. Yeah. I love that. That's such a, such a beautiful perspective. Because like, we would never, similar to what you are saying before about you, saying these things to your son, like we would never judge someone in ceremony for having an experience. But how, how often do we judge others for their experience that they're having? And I mean, how easy it is to get upset with a a child for keeping you up all night, but they're literally just having the most genuine, authentic experience. And it has nothing to do with you. It is, they're just literally in it. Man. And that's why I, I, that compassion is a lesson that I feel like every single time I go into that space, I build more. I'm like, oh, wow. Wow. And going back to like bringing Sarah, like 
how we want to be in every moment, like bringing that level of ceremony to every moment. Such a great reminder. I mean, I'm actually looking forward to that because ceremony is my favorite place to be. It really is. And man, just being that loving, that compassionate, that open, that grounded all the time is like, man, I, I need, I'm like trying to put words to it, but like hopefully you can feel it and just, yeah, it's just a gift. Yeah. It's a gift, man. And it's like, he or she will teach you much it's just like are you there for it yeah am i fully there for it mm. and um get a lot of reminders yeah you know yeah and uh imagine just imagine what it would be like to be an infant just imagine to see really the world, like to never be in a room before and like to see and like put him on the rug and like you just see him like just like touching the yeah. car. And I'm like, Jesus, this is profound. Yeah, yeah. I'm like, Jesus. Uh, and he's just like looking up and <laughs> giggling. And then uh, it's like a million different experiences. Wow. Like, mm. He's like he doesn't speak yeah he's like taught me so much mm. it's like he's a little buddha yeah know? uh mm. yeah. just to see the 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 beauty and the surprise and the delight in just everything i had a memory from one of the our first men's retreat in colorado we were leading together and uh jared tall jared happy jesus he, uh, we were, we were in ceremony and he was like eating, I think a sandwich or something and he would take a bite and he would just like, it was like he was experiencing that bite as an infant that just like you were describing Luca eating his first berry, like the, sh the, the light that just beamed. So that's just how I'm experiencing like every single, and it like lit me up to see him in that experience. And he was just walking around, just eating the sandwich, like one bite at a time for like an hour. <laughs> and, um, yeah, just to <laughs> even just like going into this, in this moment, like how much joy, I know a lot of this podcast has been about me, like looking forward to all this. I'm just so deeply grateful to have this perspective. I think that's really what I'm all get coming to in all of this is that like I feel genuinely excited because I have this perspective about what this child is bringing. But me, just a few years ago, I wouldn't have seen it that way. I would have seen that child crying and keeping me up all night as an inconvenience and a nuisance to me. And um, that's why I, I think, I mean speak about you and so many of our friends. I think it's great. They're bringing children into the world in this way with this perspective, these perspectives. And so thank you for doing your part. Yeah. My pleasure, brother. Um, I love what you said. Just like sum it up. It's a gift. Mm -hmm. 
It's a gift. Doesn't mean it's easy, but it's a fucking gift. Mm. And like, I don't want to get too off topic, but when you were talking about Jared, like we, uh, so he's just about 10 months. I think we started introducing foods after six, like slowly. Yeah. But talk about the first, like his first food was avocado. <sighs> and, uh, and then I think, I don't recall what his, se- oh, his second food was uh, egg yolk. Mm. So they introduced one food at a time yeah. in a few days. But imagine, <laughs> like, I was tripping out. <laughs> and like, I don't even know how this sounds, but this is my experience. Watching him eat his first food <laughs> and just like putting it in his mouth and he's like, you know, just like not enjoying it and then enjoying it and not enjoying it. <laughs> and it's just like a million expressions, like love, dislike, detest, wow. love, and then giving him salmon roe. Oh. And like, just like, which is big and mm-hmm. fishy. Mm-hmm. And then he was doing good with one. And we gave him two, then three. Then we got, and he was like, good, good. And then we gave him five. And he was like, <laughs> just on. I was like, oh my gosh. He got literally salmon, egg, oil all over him. <laughs> so he's going to reek of salmon. Egg. But, but like all that to say, like, imagine, imagine the first time. Like how, how, fuck, it's amazing. Like I'm fucking in it, right? <laughs> We're in it. Um, like there's always new experiences in life and so much of it is our perspective around it. And But like he's literally, she's literally mm-hmm. going through one first experience after another. What does the rug feel like? What is gra- I took him outside for grass it's a few months ago, and his uh, the soles of his feet are so thin, right? Mm. So I put him on freshly cut grass, and he like shrieked, and, like ran to me. I was like, "Oh my god, that's like fucking needles for this oh, guy!" Oh wow, so, like, yeah. So it's just like uh, there's just an infinite number of examples mm. of like wow, and then and then he holds me, and then I calm him down, yeah, and I wet the grass. Now it's soft, and I kind of like beat it down. Yeah. Then I put him, and then he's happy. Wow. And I'm like, whoa. Yeah. I'm pull a berry off. Mm. He's just so. There's these infinite numbers of first experiences, and each one I get to see him, witness him, and then also reflect on like what would that what was that like for me, or where <laughs> else am I like, how many new experiences am I having these days, uh, and first times. And so I get to relive it in some way, shape, or form uh, through him. Mm. So um, first food was avocado. Love it. (laughs) I mean, I know how much I love avocado. I can't imagine the first time. Yeah. Wow. Well, well, I'll find out shortly. Oh, man. Thank you. I I knew uh, that we were going to start off with fatherhood and talking (laughs) (laughs) I didn't realize we were going to go so thoroughly into it, but I'm really glad we did. Um, as you know, and now everyone else knows, we're literally recording this like at go time. <laughs> we were joking, uh, Mike Slemmy might be helping deliver my daughter. Um, but uh, no, it's it's obviously very present for me and still very present for you, of course, and just appreciate it. Um, is there anything as we're as we're winding this this show down? Is there anything that uh, 
else you want to share either on that or something completely different uh, about the work you're doing? Do you want to um, touch on anything else? Man, this is the most important work that I'm doing. So like everything else is because of this or is in service to this. Like my role to support men to help heal generations. Like I'm doing that right now, our whole conversation. So it's like, this is all I want to be talking about. And it's like, yeah, movement stuff, all that stuff's great. But like, this is where my heart is into like, see you guys and to feel you in Victoria. And like, I mean, I was literally just a few months ago, yeah. just a few months ago. And, oh man, I'm, yeah, I'm beyond grateful for this conversation. Super stoked for you guys. Um, you know, if anybody's interested, I have a podcast called The Path that Chris was on. It's fantastic. Um, that's where I would just say, if people want to find me there, Instagram, Mike.Salemi. But, um, no, nah, man, this is this is everything. So, mm. thank you. You're so welcome. So, so welcome. Yeah, and uh, huge, huge shout out for the work that you do and your podcast. I mean, if you guys like this episode, like, you're going to like Mike's show. Um, we are... For sure, brothers from other mothers and fathers. <laughs> Just to clear that up. <laughs> um, but uh, yeah, I, I feel so so closely connected to you and just super value everything about you and how you show up in our friendship. And so I'm actually really glad this surprise came through. Like <laughs> a, few, a few hours ago, Mike had some time open up in Austin, so we got to do this. So thank you for making it happen. And uh, you're, you're always, always welcome here. I love you, brother. Love you, too. <laughs>